Welcome to Loves and Actions podcast, where learning to lead a more fulfilling life in Christ becomes practical and applicable to the situations we face along our journeys every day. Thank you for listening. If I were to take a survey to see who was content with where they were in life, I think I'd find that the majority of people would say they are not, which is understandable. Darkness likes to keep us in a state of want because it makes us feel unsettled. With uncertainty weighing down on us, we are unable to see clearly. Our judgments and our choices become reactionary instead of intentional. We tend to overlook the fact that our decisions could have permanent ramifications. Instead, we'd like to think that what is done can be undone, but such is not always the case. Consider King Belshazzar in Daniel chapter 5. Here lies the story of a man who chose to lose sight of God and would pay for his decisions with his life. In the Bible, the story starts off festive enough. King Belshazzar calls together a feast for a thousand of his lords. As he is tasting the wine, he decides it would be a good idea to request the gold and silver vessels that were pillaged from the temple of Jerusalem so that he and his entourage could drink wine out of them. Such a choice is an example of poor decision-making. As this group began to drink wine from the vessels, We read in verse 4 that they also praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. If you're unfamiliar with this story, you have now probably realized this doesn't end well. Soon the fingers of a man's hand appear and start to write on the wall. The king is clearly nervous and probably a bit scared. After all, who wouldn't be? He doesn't understand the writing that appears on the wall, so he calls his astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers to help him solve the mystery. This scenario should sound familiar because this is what a previous leader, King Nebuchadnezzar, did when he had a spiritual encounter that left him confused. Such a group could not help him, and they also would not be able to help Belshazzar. The queen, however, who was not at the banquet, heard what happened and had an idea. We read in Daniel 5 verses 11 and 12 her saying, There is a man in your kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting of dreams, Solving riddles and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, who the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. Daniel is then brought before the king, who asks for his help. However, before Daniel tells the king the meaning of what has been written, he points out that Belshazzar should have known better than to make such a foolish decision. Previously, King Nebuchadnezzar had allowed his ego to get the best of him, and for that he was driven from the sons of men by God for a period of time. Daniel follows up in verse 22 by saying, But you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this. Now, before we go judging Belshazzar too harshly, how often do you and I do the same? How often do we know better but choose to not do better? It's easy to fall back into old habits because we're tired of being intentional and creating new ones. We may also forget to make God a part of our decision-making process because we just don't consider his direction to be valid or necessary. 
Furthermore, we complicate choice by giving weight to factors rooted in ego and not divine principle. Other times, we just aren't being thoughtful enough. It's easy to not know where to go when we haven't taken the time to allow God to show us. Nevertheless, at the end of the day, our actions reflect who we are, and sometimes that means what's inside of us isn't so great. As for Daniel, because of his relationship with God, he is able to tell Belshazzar the meaning of the words written on the wall, mene, mene, tekel, a parson. And I may not be pronouncing that correctly. In verses 26 to 28, we find the three statements of explanation. They say, mene, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. That night, Belshazzar is slain. When I take a moment to consider God's judgment, I linger on verse 27, where Daniel tells Belshazzar he has been found wanting. This is a strong statement because we see that his judgment is not about a particular moment. It's about who Belshazzar is holistically, which is why the statement, you have been weighed, is issued. Now, Belshazzar's choice to drink from the sacred cups and assign power to false gods may have put him at his limit, but this wasn't an isolated instance. We can learn from this that while it's important to give grace and compassion, mercy does run out, and we mustn't use God's patience as a reason to keep sinning. Moreover, if we actively block ourselves off from God, we will be unable to comprehend Him. To recognize God's voice, we must learn what He sounds like. This takes time and practice, and sometimes in the learning process, we're going to get it wrong. We might mistake God's voice for our own, but we should keep trying anyway, because God honors our faith and is willing to redirect us as needed. Still, each of us will have to answer for our choices, intentions, and priorities. As for Belshazzar, we learn that for all he had, he was still found wanting in the eyes of God. His position and riches gave him no protection from God's judgment because his heart and mindset were lacking. Given such an outcome, I had to wonder, is God finding me wanting too? Am I living up to the standards God has impressed upon my heart, or am I in a state of slow and steady destruction? It's important to take inventory of ourselves because our own wanting can be so damaging. It's our own self-critique when rooted in comparisons, criticism, fear, societal standards, and unrealistic expectations that create unruly distractions. We then think too heavily on things like the weight we could lose, the hair that is thinned, the goals we haven't accomplished, and the struggles that make us feel limited. It is in this space that we forget God. Gratitude escapes us as darkness consumes us. Want becomes the ruling faction, which leaves us in a state of constant dissatisfaction. To overcome, we must recognize that the wanting isn't inherently bad, but in it, the temptation to succumb to darkness will arise. Yet if we would only take a few quiet moments to acknowledge God's sovereignty, we'd be able to jumpstart the journey to become again grounded in his peace. Unfortunately for Belshazzar, he refused to humble his heart, so he was unable to receive God's word. For us, we must be intentional in seeking God so that we are willing to submit to his will above our own. At times, the way may not be clear or what we desire, but it's important to remember that we do our best work in God's light. With God, we are always able to arrive, especially when we are also willing to let go.
God bless and see you next time with Loves in Action.